Thank you for tuning in to Three Queens and Things, a space where queens connect. Our podcast will be bringing you the latest and greatest on topics of self-love and womanhood. Today we're talking about body image. And this episode is called Not Your Average Girl. No, we not. Not at all. Before we dive into today's topics, let's jump into our roundtable. Let's ask a couple questions about body image. Um, have Would you rather have no edges or have a mustache? Well, edges are already a struggle up over here, so um, <laughs> they still I, I struggle. Um, I would rather have a mustache. You know, you can wax that off. You can nair that off. You can shave that off. You can bleach it off. I've seen oh. it done before. <laughs> <laughs> well, black women can't do that. So. so would you rather have unhealthy long hair, a.k.a. a struggle ponytail, We'll have healthy short hair. Healthy short hair all healthy the way. Short hair all the way. I will pull a Jada Pinkett low down dirty shame. Ooh, girl, Ooh, hot. Slick hot. it. Slick it Just right hot. on down. <laughs> Them little struggle ponytails be too much. Like it's not about the length, y'all. It's about the health of your hair. Agreed. Yes, I'm bald head, so you already know what my answer bald is. Head I daddy. just came from the barbershop. <laughs> I know there's some issues with Amber Rose. So that... <laughs> Would you rather have a big booty or big boobies? Big booty Judy. I always I have a big butt. But I always want to be. Don't rub it in my face. <laughs> See, you know, I don't, didn't even say it. Like, I, 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 I didn't even do all of that. I do have a big butt. I've learned to embrace that over the years. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always wanted a bigger chest. I used to be really flat chested. So I just had a butt. And it always felt I a little always weird. I wanted my breasts to stop growing. Like, once uh-huh. they continue to grow, I was kind of pissed off about it. Because I wanted, like, you know, be, be without a bra most of the oh. time and stuff. So. No, you gotta support these things. Yeah, that brawless life is is good life. Here she go again. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Ati? Um, I've always had a big butt, so I guess you always want what you don't have. I never really had a big chest, so I mean, they're nice cup. Yeah, you you got a little cup, bitch. I mean, I'm I'm like a solid D or whatever. (laughs) I've always been like a solid D. Big old bitties, no. That ain't no small chest. I think my issue with my chest is that they've always, they don't have a nice shape. I be wanting to do the brawless thing too, but my shit be pointing downwards. Like, I don't have a nice little shape. I got to keep my bra on because they be sagging a little bit. I'm too young to have this issue. You're not supposed to have that natural. (laughs) You're not supposed to have a natural. You're supposed to have that gravity. A natural uh, hang. Interaction. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm about to go get a consultation for these. Uh, to get these things lifted. Okay. Do they put something in there? What they do with the lift? Do they put you a little piece in there? I they think put they like put a, a little implant yeah, in there. Like a, and push it. Yeah, they pull they it like, up. And they tighten the skin, I think. You. They build a bra inside yeah. you. Something like that. <laughs> I'm about to go see about that. Hmm. So is that something y'all, you know, would do? Surgery? Surgery? I'm not opposed to it after I have kids. You know, if for some reason I'm... I always want to try to do things the natural way and, you know, diet or exercise or whatnot, which I don't really believe in dieting, so let me take that back. But exercising and do what I have to do naturally. 
Um, however, I'm not opposed to it after, you know, if I if that doesn't work after I have kids. I'm completely open to surgery. I, I'm not playing about this consultation. Like, I'm I about to go I see I didn't someone. sense I didn't sense it was a joke. <laughs> not a game. Since it was a joke I wouldn't take it overboard, but there, I would be open to it is what I'm saying. I'm not completely opposed to having surgery. Would it be like, is there like a body part that you'd be like, okay, that's cool? Or is it... Like, personally, or, like, yeah, do personally. I feel like women shouldn't get it? Oh, no, for me, personally. Anything no. is on the table? No, the only thing I want worked on is my titties. Everything oh. else I can hit the gym for. Okay. I just feel like yeah, I can. you can't really gym your titties. Not I mean, really. you can do some little. To tighten them, that makes them smaller in some tone. Some little chest, you know. The pumps. chest presses. Some little chest pumps. <laughs> That's what they call them. Some little chest pumps, you know. Uh, this is my titties. That's it. Tiggos. What about y'all? What do you think? What do you think my surgery is all? Uh, I think that every woman, you know, has, of course, the the right to do what she she wishes to do with her body. I just hope that's coming from a space of of loving herself, um, and it doesn't have to. But I would just hope that I myself could not see. First of all, I'm too scary, so I just couldn't like that knife Go doing under. things that are just not necessary for me. Like unless it was something that was a major health concern, I just don't believe in having surgery. So. Um, there's nothing that I haven't been able to teach myself to love about my body mm-hmm. um, or teach myself to appreciate. So I just, I guess I also haven't been in a space to feel like that should be an option for me. At what point do you feel like women should stop like Lil' Kim? Oh, like, man. I love, I just feel like when you can't recognize yourself, that has to be a crazy space. Like that if you're looking a at a whole picture and you just can't. Yeah. I can't recognize yourself like that. That just seems like a lot. That right there is a self-esteem course body image issue like you don't view yourself how everyone else views you because you look at for example little kim like she was so pretty i think she was beautiful like why Mm -hmm. did you even bother with yourself but it's all in how you view yourself that's the it starts within i think it's all it starts within but it's also those outside pressures of other people so in like the industry that block that shit out though but then i I I think it's easy to say that but to live in that world where you know the people that you're interested may be interested in a person that looks a certain way and it and affects your money happens and like your money you know everything like you're saying like that that just has to be the way you look that really affects your money that yeah. has to be something of course, that's different but you have to learn to not listen to those outside voices and and learn to be in tune with your own self and it's all in how you feel if you feel great if you feel like you feel fine i feel like that's the only thing that matters but you also have to take into consideration people that she surround herself with probably like hyping that like yeah, yeah. go and get that you yeah you girl. right go, you and... go get you well her right. personally like she's already said that men the men that she's dealt with yeah. always viewed you know the certain body i mean parts biggie got features. with face and that seemed like what the goal was kind of to look like yeah but true. it just took a wrong turn or two a wrong turn shout out to kim yeah <laughs> <laughs> for real no, I think like I, I really think that it's important to think about and talk about stuff like that because I think it's easy to to say where you are from where you are in your seat, but I think like that 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 idea of where does beauty come from? Like where does that image of what you should like come from? And I think that can be different for everybody. Like for me, I know I was raised to really admire being a chocolate girl um, and having full features, but do I feel like the world embraced that as I grew up? Hell no. Uh, I feel like there were many times that I was told I was pretty for a dark-skinned girl. Um, Ooh, if you know, I had a nickel. Girl, I'd be rich. <laughs> off of nickels. Right. Okay, off of nickels. I but feel I, like I've never, I haven't heard that as often. Like, I feel like I've always, I've never gotten the following, like, you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl. Like, that was never something I really had to deal with too much. I've heard it. I definitely But, heard I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't, times. you know, it doesn't exist for someone. I'm not yeah. saying at all that yeah. it never happened to you, but... 
my experience personally. And even if it, even if I did hear that as a compliment, I don't think it would be something that was like, I don't want to say offensive, but it wouldn't really take a toll on me. It wouldn't like shake me up too much. I just chop it up to. I, I mean, after after a while, you become kind of yeah. numb to it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you just take I get it. Where for, you you know, were trying to go with right, that. right. For what it is, but when you initially hear that, it's like, well, what what do you mean? Like, right. I'm pretty for it. Our skin girl. I've even heard you're pretty, but do you know how much prettier you would be if you were light skinned Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that type of information? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, <laughs> I was a kid when this happened. I was in the mm-hmm. sixth grade, so imagine what that what that did to me psychologically like mm-hmm. okay well let me I, well maybe she's right you know mm-hmm. before you before i really discovered you know who i was and how i really felt about myself so i think that's important is that there's things that can come at you like i see i was saying that you don't have to claim and you don't have to take those but it doesn't mean that they don't impact you and impact your world at, at all mm-hmm. um because even those like the the microaggressions or whatever that is that somebody can say to you in passing even if you're not holding on to it, it you still heard it. You internalize it's still, it. It's still impacting your, your psychological state, whether you are going to act um, opposite of it or you're going to believe opposite of it or if you're going to align with what they told you mm-hmm. or what they said to you. So I don't, you know, comments, compliments, I've grown as I've grown older, I've grown to tell people that's not a compliment. Mm-hmm. That, that's not something that I think is okay right. for you to say to me, let alone I'd hate for you to say it to the next young girl that may not be in a space of self-love that I am. Right. right. Um, and that's scary And that breaks me. them. Or I have to catch myself, even with hair textures in my younger cousins, like I have a the, probably the, the kinkiest, nappiest texture of hair in my family. And I'm okay with that now. I think it took me a while to be okay with that because I even now I still see things that come up that I'll say or I'll feel, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you gonna you got to bring that back. Mm-hmm. But I think that's another symptom of is people telling you, oh, you know, you would look really cute if your hair was pressed out mm-hmm. or if your hair like I had locks for for four years almost, and so I just cut them out. I'm growing them back though. Um, but what I learned in that process is there was a lot of things that people would say to me thinking it was a compliment or, or just kind of just little slide comments that made it seem that like I was like, not at my locks weren't as beautiful because they, you know, are they like, they I, weren't long. Yeah. Or? Or, no, I think when I, they weren't long, absolutely got those comments, com- com- comments. Um, but as, as well as like, I didn't feel when they were shorter, I didn't feel as womanly as I, I, I felt previously with longer hair. Um, well, so compliments, period, about. with me or even any sort of criticism about myself, I take everything with a grain of salt, including a compliment. I don't base my self-esteem on compliments at all. So, I, you know, it's cool. Like, you know, thank you. I'm polite about it. But I don't really care for them because for so many years, I I seek those comments. You know, when you're growing up, and you're an adolescent, you're trying to figure out your body, you're trying to figure out your skin, so you're trying to figure out your hair. So you seek for those compliments from the people around you, and I didn't get them. So I had to, okay, let me, let me, it's all about how I feel about myself. So that's all that matters when I go out into this world. I don't care about what anybody says about me. Like, nothing will shake me. I'm, I will state my flaws to whoever, because you can't, you can't get me. Yeah, I think that's a better space to be in, but I, I think that each person gets to that space in their own, on in their a own different time, time, and I right. think some people don't get there. Um, and that's something that's that's really crazy because um, as much as you would like, I would love for everybody to feel great about themselves. I know that there's there's ways that I think that would lend to somebody not feeling great about themselves. So not only from the inside of me feeling good about myself, I have to correct the way that I speak of others mm-hmm. and how I, I think of, of beauty within different contexts as a young woman, as a young girl. Um, I know like 
even getting a relaxer. I got my first relaxer when I was five years old. Yeah. So that's something that like understanding and, and dealing with that as I got older and, mm-hmm. you know, going back natural. Cause I think we say going natural, but at some point we all started natural. So returning back to that, that, that beautiful state, it was hard. It was mm-hmm. hard. I, I did my first big chop when I was in college and Luckily, like everybody did one at the same time. So we, could, we just mashing up avocado and bananas for conditioner together. Um, but I think it's really like it's interesting to think like I've been told in a class with perf- in a, a class. I was in a classroom in college and a professor compared my hair to a dog. What? Wow. Like that that happened. I had friends on campus who would walk around with their afros like we're getting up the courage to like wear our kinks where and they would touch her hair or tell her like you need to go brush that what? you need to go do something Girl, with that. I yes. will. Wow. so i think that in different spaces we can react that way but and when you're in that shoe and the professor yeah. is saying something you don't even want that attention like i was sitting there like i'm a pretty bold person but i was just like i shrunk because mm-hmm. i was like why is this happening to me right, right. now right it wouldn't you couldn't make sense of it i remember being a kid looking forward to going to get my just for me my mom made it seem like that was oh, like the girl in the box her hair was always laid with the little barrettes <laughs> and the bobbles that used to be like our thing and then like when i got to be i would say about like 10 or something my dad would just start paying for me to go get my hair done and i would always get a relaxer so like from i just thought it was regular i didn't think like oh i'm only pretty because my hair is straight i didn't put that together but my mom and like the older generation i realized like my mom still relaxes her hair they translate it they that's still it. something that they very much believe in like you have to relax you cannot they don't they're not buying into this whole like natural hair thing that we into girl you need right to now. do something with your head well i yes. never had a relaxer <laughs> never my dad did hair and he refused to relax come my on hair. Now. see that's not everybody's so, story i love to hear yeah that. he would flat iron my hair Wear my ponytails, but I never had a relaxer. Thank, shout out to him, because he was. Like, you guys no. think if you if you had daughters and sons, would you like? Well, how would you with the hair situation? I would have introduced that because I felt like, to be very honest, the most confident I've ever been is when I cut my hair off. Mm. Like, girl, so, and do something, something about being bald. Yeah. It's, a, it's liberating. Even, it is. Yeah. But even when I got to be like eighteen, and I stopped like this, is when I started, of course, like you know, just looking into like more hair care treatments and doing like my own thing and st- breaking away from what my mom had taught me how to take care of my you know just do like my own thing like people started commenting more on my hair i think i have a, I have like a fine texture of hair and people started saying asking me like what are you mixing i would get like weird i'm brown like i'm a brown, <laughs> Why you brown. Mix with something? Right. Like, where does that come from that if and you're i had never skin, that you cannot have a certain texture of hair or you and you, that can't be that right, can't be from the brown right, and it would throw right. me off because i'm like i'm sitting here in front of you black as hell and cause my <laughs> hair curl <laughs> my hair curl you think I'm mixed with something you like, did have pretty you used to wear it like curly yeah. and natural like and I would just and put stuff, water yeah. and conditioner I still do even with my short hair cause it curls up when it grows out a little more but I just never really I didn't put that together like because I have pretty hair or because I think I have pretty hair that means that I can't be full black and that's when I started to realize like people associate straight hair or like not thick coarse hair they think that's like an ugly feature to have or i think that's when it really hit you have to be exotic to have that texture so what did it sounds like we you know a lot of this stems from us growing up or us hearing something from our parents or our parents decided not to do certain things with our hair what was like your standard of beauty growing up like what did that look like to you even if maybe you got pressures from other people like when you were say like 16 years old what was pretty to you like what was beautiful the video girls on yes a video most definitely a video. Skin, Melissa long, Ford yeah. and 
Gloria Velez and really? Bria Miles. See, I know them by name ooh, because ooh. I, I, I was like, I'm going to be in a video when I'm of age. Like, and now I look back, like, girl, that's how high you was trying to aim. <laughs> I think that's interesting because I've always been like Erica Badu and Lauren Hill have always just been like. Those are some beautiful women to me. Yeah. I see that now. Like, yes, back to yes, when I was That's why I've, I've always kind of aligned with that, like, hair wrap. Like, I don't know if it was just kind of the the programs my mom had me, but I just really liked the less is more. Like, the, the not a whole... I really always liked looking at kinky, Afro, big hair. It's like beautiful now. Chaka you Khan, know, now. when she was younger, like, yeah. just fire. Like, just... Mm. I always thought that that was so, so... Pre- Diana Ross. I yes. just thought Diana Ross was so good. She had big old eyes. She had mm-hmm. big old hair. She's Tracy great. and her daughter, like, yeah. girlfriends. You couldn't tell me Joan. You would tell me all of them weren't beautiful. Right. Um. So I think I just always was really attracted to to brown, big hair, long hair. That is something, though. No, actually, I, I did love me some Nia Long short hair. Like that, that I just, yeah. I think I've always just really been attracted to to modest women. I guess that's, yeah, natural, I don't know if that's even the world. Just a very natural, very simplistic look. Um, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why that that is the way no, it is. Dope. But I, mean, I, yeah, I just, it took I've me to my twenties to appreciate yeah. that and like start to be like, no, Absolutely. I'm not about to buy into yeah. this whole video girl fad. And that's not even, I don't know. I guess yeah, like you were saying, Megan Good, the like lighter skin women. The hair, you do the long hair. I mean, because that's that's what the boys liked. Then it's like, that's okay, real. well, if you like her, then I need to try to look like her. Yeah. You know, so that was that was. I will the say one then. thing I admire about the way I was brought up, or like my dad. My dad always told me, still to this day, I go over there. You beautiful baby. Like he Aww, tells me that every time I see bad. him. I've never no not knocking women that do but my dad has never allowed me to wear a weave and growing up now i'm older and i can make that decision for myself i just never have i've always worn my natural hair i couldn't wear makeup when i was younger i couldn't get my nails done until i was like damn near out of high school but i can wear lip gloss till i was 16 right but i think that formed me into because i couldn't go look like a video girl because my daddy had me on some (laughs) serious right because i (laughs) couldn't not that i didn't want to but because i was never allowed to go get weave and makeup and go paint my nails and go get uh, you know all the other all the extra shit like i appreciate that now because i'm a woman that is natural and i appreciate my natural beauty and i've always been told from a young age like you're beautiful just the way you are i love you just the way you are <laughs> come on baby <laughs> um I, I i can say that my mom she's a darker skinned woman and she didn't think that she was beautiful so I think that was kind of projected onto her. She had three girls. It was projected onto us. So we never heard from her, you're beautiful or, or anything like that. So um, that's something that I had to figure out. Like, I didn't like myself for the longest time. I was skinny, like size zero skinny. I was awkward. I was a tomboy. I was dark skinned. So I'm like this little awkward child trying to. I'm an you know, awkward ass adult. Girl. <laughs> yeah, we all a little awkward. <laughs> Trying to figure out, you know, what 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 beauty was to me. So I definitely had to stray away and find it on my own because I didn't I didn't hear that. I'm learning to take compliments. I don't know. I guess just like growing up. I don't know. I think I'm in a place now where I'm like more confident, and it shows. And people, I'm starting to receive more compliments. I would agree with that, I, yeah, I've seen. Since just since the time I've known you, I've seen that confidence and that 
openness to accepting those compliments. I've seen that from you. Yeah. Which I think is hella dope. Yeah. So, <laughs> shout out to Tia. Snatched it's, waist. Oh, as we waist snatched. Right. Right. Waist snatched. Ball head. <laughs> right. Baddie. Ball head baddie. Ball head baddie. in the waist. <laughs> cute in the face. Fat in the... Oh, <laughs> did you bleep yourself? I did. <laughs> I should have given you the <laughs> I'm not, I don't know how to take these compliments. I'll be, I'm well, that's like, hard. Like, it is. That's I'm something like, I've had to grow with. I had to tell somebody the other day, like, you better stop hyping me. Because don't let me start feeling myself. Oh, y'all like, got to see Auntie when she be feeling herself. It's <laughs> like, you just want to clap, like, go, Auntie go, Auntie you know, it's nice to see you come out of that shell because I think because we get these beauty standards from so many places and spaces that you can love yourself, but to really like embrace and celebrate yourself without feeling like it's going to be you being cocky or you being much and extra. I think it's important to be like, hey. But you have to be like hey. that. Like, mm, I feel yeah. like you, I think have that's what to, I struggle with. you have to because so many people are going to try to tell you, you think you the ish, right? You damn straight. You think I'm, if you don't think you the shit, who is? If you don't think you the shit, who's going to think you the shit? So when you look in the mirror, you need to think that you the shit before you walk out to this world that's going to tell you you ain't shit. Yeah. Because I get messages all day that I, you know, whether I choose to receive them and act on them and digest them i get messages all every day like mm-hmm. ooh, you was going you cut your hair you got no hair on the side right ooh, your hair it's crazy is on on the top just the top like <laughs> just, right there, just how people just, just right there I, I can't get i don't like how people try to pick apart the next person to try to figure out right. like why is she doing that why is she cut her hair her. why is she gain weight i can't stand women and we're so hard on each other right like but that's it, what we've it learned irks to be. me that's it, how we've learned it's it crazy like, why are you that? worried about me because i'm starting to realize now that i'm in a different place with myself i'm starting to realize like i pick up on insecurities in other people very quickly yeah more like even just being out i was walking past this i'm i think i'm friendly walking past another pretty black woman i smile at her she looked me up and down do y'all know the late this look this lady gave me was like she was low-key like disgusted by me in a sense like and i'm smiling thinking like i'm just smiling exchanging Girl. good energy but to have a blessed like, another... day exactly have those, a blessed those are day. folks that don't it like they self it so, threw me and off that's a, that's a struggle and that's the thing you have to remember as much as you are upset at that you have to remember you were once there yes and i, I think I that's it. the part that we forget is we get so hard like what well, she was looking at me up and down and how dare she we've all had a moment in that space right because maybe she maybe she was going through something totally that had yeah. nothing to do with you or maybe it had everything to do with mm-hmm. you. And she like, I don't know why she out here ain't got no hair. That's because there are things that are spinning in her, whether Those they're coming her from herself, mm-hmm. coming from the messages of the world, coming from all these different things that she doesn't understand. And it doesn't excuse foul behavior because it's foul. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we have to be compassionate for one another and still choose to smile at that next woman you see. Right. And not Absolutely. hold that against somebody else. You can definitely tell just too when you walk into a room and somebody's intimidated, other women are intimidated by you which is crazy to me because i'm like my little old awkward self right i'm regular like, right but i just going ain't on none of us regular that like, magic spin too well for any of us to be regular <laughs> just saying you could just tell like when somebody's thrown off just by your presence i never shade. really had like that until just or i guess i never picked up on it until just recently so what another thing that i thought was really cool when we first sat down to uh do the podcast is i haven't really seen a platform um dark-skinned women speaking about things like this and so that's something that always stood out to me a little bit mm-hmm. um just from my experiences and it's kind of how I grew up I didn't have necessarily always a circle that was yeah as with other dark-skinned women um or brown-skinned women so I think I don't know I think one thing that was always hard for me was to digest or to even 
accept the slightest bit of like the whole light skin versus dark skin thing. And I think skin tone in the black community or the skin gradient does impact beauty standards, whether we like it to or not. Right. Um, and so what is what has been your guys' experience with like the whole light skin versus dark skin? Like I know Mimi mentioned some things earlier about, you know, people telling her that she would be prettier if she was light skin. Have you, you know, has that that's that aspect of beauty skin tone has that impacted your friendships has that impacted the way that you view yourself that others view you what's what's going on with that if anything i feel like it had it what it's impacted is i feel like light light skinned women i hate saying that light skinned women have this chip ho- on their shoulder look or this like high a, horse yeah but it could be me. It could be my insecurities. You know, it could be, it could be. now it that we're be. now we're speaking about it. But I've always felt like they, they had this attitude, like they were better than or, you know, than me because they're lighter toned or whatnot. Um, but now as an adult, it doesn't affect me like mm-hmm. at all. Like, I don't really care. Like, I'm still fly. So I guess what, I what never, else are we doing? Right. <laughs> what else I got to say? It never, it never played any to me like i said i never felt insecure about my brown skin i never felt like it was something wrong with me because i'm darker skinned and I, I never once felt like i feel like women have an attitude period like other i don't feel like it's yeah. light-skinned women have this sort of like thing going on where they think they better than you because they light-skinned i just never experienced that i feel like there's just if women are if you act like that you act like that whether you brown skin or light skin i've had men tell me that i've dated in the past tell me that um um, I've never dated a dark skinned girl. Like it's always been like a light skinned thing or something like that. And I so what you doing I, here? I, right, like I didn't really know how to say yeah, that. Yeah, like that. so, what you want me to do with that? <laughs> yeah, that's so. I mean, of course that didn't work out. Those situations didn't work out. <laughs> I'm like, what am I supposed to? Do? Why did you just tell me that? That's right. weird. <laughs> no, I think. Um. Well, yeah. Some. If you've been listening to the previous episode, I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. So in Minneapolis, uh, growing up there, I, well, first of all, I, yeah. So there are a lot of um, biracial people in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was always, you know, if not the only. Don't say dark skin. No, I was in the, no, I, yeah, that's what I'm going to wow. say. Wow. Um, <laughs> the only dark skin, maybe a couple of others. So. A lot of my friends growing up were lighter skin or, mm-hmm. you know, so I never had that. Like, I, I would so go against it. Like, no, I, I think that's BS. Um, but as I've gotten older and I really started to be honest with myself, um, and this comes from a place that I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how exactly I feel about this. There are certain ways that we interact. Uh, or I've learned or I've observed that people interact based upon skin tone especially in the Midwest region. Mm-hmm. So I can say I haven't dealt with it as much since I've lived here in Las Vegas, but I have friends that are lighter skin and I see I see when we go out how things go down. And it doesn't mean that one person's beautiful, more pretty than the other, Any not getting into any of that. But I do see how on a, 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 fond, a fundamental level how people interact mm-hmm. with um, my lighter skin friends versus my brown skin friends versus the darker skin friends and there are, there are differences hmm. um the approach you know in terms of who gets approached uh, not even necessarily for something like a romantic thing but how those conversations how the speeches the, the tone different things especially coming from guys it's just always been very interesting and i grew up around guys guys never showed interest in me when i was younger I, I, that didn't start happening until like i was in college 
and beyond. Same. So like guys never really was like, oh hey, like even and I had a whole big booty. <laughs> a, <laughs> a, whole a whole big booty. I used to try to hide it though because I wasn't I wasn't okay with being sexualized and I've mm-hmm. had to learn that that's a part of me and I need yeah. to embrace that and it doesn't mean that, you know, my butt is the only thing that I bring to the table. Right. Um but with that said, like there are some complexities that I have observed that I used to really fight against really admitting um, and understanding how things are perceived when people don't, like even something as simple as hair and, and hair texture, mm-hmm. um, you know, tendencies are, it doesn't mean that you will have a, a, a curlier or a bouncier texture of hair uh, when you're lighter skin, but that's normally what the case is. So being told, you know, that you may need to have a certain hair texture or like, oh, you got your hair. You need right. to do something with that. And seeing people like, oh, she didn't even brush her hair today. Like, and I'm doing all of this to get the weave and the braids and the, mm-hmm. the pull back and the slick up. So I think there are simple things. I don't think that it applies to in every scenario. But I do think that there are some things that we need to we need to really think about and how we interact with each other. Um, and that goes to say, I know some dark skinned women who do not have light skinned friends. Because they feel that there's a certain type of way that light skinned women act, and I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do see, you see, where I do they see their truth that in that, and vice versa. I see, I I know brown skinned girls who only hang with light skinned girls. Wow! Because they say that hanging with dark skinned girls is too much drama, is too much whatever. So I've seen a lot of weird things with skin tone gradients, and I see their truths and all of it. Do I think it applies across the board? But I think there's some healing that needs to be done. Period. I feel like as a dark skinned woman, I've always had to carry myself with a certain level of confidence or height to to not be categorized as that angry black woman or that ratchet black woman like I you know you have to make sure everything is you can't to me personally I can't go outside with pajama pants on and you know flip isn't that crazy though like why because I don't want to be I don't want to be looked at like like that and Mm -hmm. it is crazy to to think of like I have to make sure I'm always on some type of point Mm -hmm. before I step outside my house yeah I feel I've always just really loved to express myself through fashion but I do catch myself like when you see somebody out with the, the fuzzy pajama, slippers. pajama pants and the like, slippers and then the, the bonnet. Like, I always, I have this internal battle that I go through with myself. Like, is that real? What or is mean? that just me That's being... inappropriate. I've always been raised, you should definitely, whenever you leave the house, you should look presentable. But where does that come from is what I'm asking. I think it comes Not from, looking you don't sloppy. want the world to, you're going outside. So you don't want black people, white people, everybody alike to view, to be that first impression. Like, right. you, uh, you with pajama pants on and a bonnet on and some house shoes. Like, but what's the difference between that and a, like some yoga pants and a t-shirt that a white woman might wear? She might not have a bonnet because it might not I mean, be. even take like, it white, that, black... Do we look at that the same though is what I'm asking. What do you, I, don't, I, I don't understand. Like, I think I'm saying like full on slippers, like looking sloppy. Yeah. Just not that's well put the, together. The word, I guess that's the word I'm looking look. for. I'm just not, if she got stains on her shirt and her shirt all stretched out, I'm look at her the same as I look at the lady with the pajamas yeah, on. Like, absolutely. It's, it's, yoga pants don't make a difference if you're still out here looking like you didn't put much thought into how you just walked out the house. And So across the board, that's, that's the ideal is that we need to put ourselves uh, to be a certain, to be presentable. Be presentable yeah, for absolutely. sure. No matter if you're going to Walmart going to the freaking Taj Mahal, oh, whatever. Taj Mahal. Wherever you going, you need to be put together. We're going to Taj Mahal. Listen. We got their tickets. <laughs> so are there beauty rules for darker skinned women? Um, 
versus lighter skinned women, like red lips, yeah, bright eyeshadow. Can't be out here looking like a clown face. Oh, but what's a clown face? With all the different face, colors. So. I told y'all, like, I didn't know. I don't. Everything I know about makeup, I'm learning, like, as of the past couple of years. My mom never told me, like, you can't wear red lipstick. I just never had an idea of how a woman should do her makeup. Well, she did tell me that red lipstick is for uh, fast women. Okay. Yeah. Yep. My, my mom slept in red lipstick. <laughs> a plum, a red, or something. And like I said, that's a darker-skinned woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if it looks... Good. If you feel good in it, if it looks good, if you're blending your eyeshadow and it goes yeah, with that blending your skin. is important. Yes, blending them eyebrows, blending everything. <laughs> blend, blend. <laughs> please blend. <laughs> I feel like who who cares? Like who am I to say that red lipstick don't look right on you? I wouldn't I'm, wear it. That's I'm what I idea. I looking. love a red lip. A right. ruby woo. Ooh, I almost had one on today. <laughs> like, let me pull back a little bit. I think with me, like I when I first moved to Las Vegas, I was actually working in the makeup industry. So what was really interesting to me is when I was younger, like in Minnesota, I would never go to like a beauty counter to get makeup. I just go to like Target or Walgreens, mm-hmm. if if that. Like I I still don't wear a ton of makeup, but just finding my skin tone, right? Just finding a color, finding finding different shades. Like I have a warm tone. Like if I, I think can't now wear it's a getting cool better. Tone, it's gotten so much yeah. better. But just thinking about like. It wouldn't make it wouldn't have made sense for me to be wearing makeup before because I don't think it would have made me feel good. Yeah, right. I gotta have been a little ashy, a little powdery. Oh, <laughs> not ashy! I cannot stand that. It like, is still, please. Yeah. But that's because I think it comes from a space of it not being. It's it's not. It's just be, not available. It's not available. They don't make it in our color. Yeah. It's not. It's not made for us yeah. to, I to think see the different. Every and dark so skinned woman can attest to going to the Mac counter and they giving you NW forty five. Girl, that was my first girl foundation and it's not for everybody and i just wish mac would just stop handing that shit out like it's candy please <laughs> no that's serious but that that goes to to speak to i think a larger picture of that we as black women we come in so many shades yes. we have so many hair textures we have so many features that it is so limiting for us to use one standard of beauty. and it's not fair because you see all the different shades of tan that they got and if you <laughs> right. get to the end of the spectrum it's like it's four like, you got right, four shades maybe, of brown right and i'm like okay they got all these different shades of pink tan white all this stuff and then there's three little brown spots yeah and i would go like I'm I'm a red undertone, and they're looking at me like, "What's a red under? Like I'm a red undertone, okay? So this this is not gonna fly. I ain't got nothing for me. Here. Let me. <laughs> oh, I did want to ask y'all too. Speaking of makeup, have y'all tried the Shea Moisture uh, foundation? Because I feel like they they said that's a good one to match for. They have a array of different browns, not, but um, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I want to. No, I wear um long comb. I tried the long comb. I yeah, they have a shade for me though. I don't think okay. that they have shades for everybody, but I know they I have. I feel like that one makes me look ashy, and I was mad because it was like fifty dollars, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is you should have took it back, mm-hmm. girl. I take hmm, in a heartbeat. Girl, you know what we need to do though? If y'all don't know, go to the if you can go to the makeup counter, have them match you. I did, and that's what they gave oh. me that Lancome. Oh, one. Never mind, y'all. Never mind. Yeah, I'll I route that. Use my little six dollar nick. So what about hair? I know we've touched on it a little bit, like. What do we think about hair? I'm about I to love do hair. this little baldy like weaves, <laughs> bad and baldies, perm depressed, nappy and happy. Whichever what are you we? Prefer. I've never knocked a woman for it as long as it's it's kept. Like I'm, I'm. <laughs> what very... does that mean? I think that's that. Gra- that's that. Grandma. It goes back to <laughs> yeah, child. Keep it. <laughs> keep it. 
as long as I hate it when Mama bump my She still be telling me. Right. My mama still tell me that. She was mad today because I cut off my hair. I said, Mom, I'm going to barbershop. Well, don't let them cut it all off. Make sure you can bump it a little bit still. But it's amazing how like our mothers and aunties and grandmothers and godmothers can have this attachment to our hair as black women. Like I feel that like my mom, she be going through it sometimes. And she has like I don't I don't know where that comes from, but there's like this protection, there's this thing with our hair, they and it's not even on the head. Yeah. They, they were. Head. T- I'm telling my mom associate so, hair yeah. with beauty or have they a think... nice hair with beauty. It's an old school thing. Yeah, we gonna have to open that up thing. some because that is damaging. Like I grew up in a, a family where everybody's much lighter than me has uh, a much less kinkier texture of hair, and it took me a while to. To get out of the slide comments and really to be like, okay, I'm different. Yeah. They don't really come different out doesn't the box mean better or less, but like it's different. Right. I've been trying to tell my mom she needs to let her hair grow out. Right. She has mm, we yeah. gray early. I have gray hair and I'm 27. My mom, she is she constantly dyes her hair and I'm like, mom, you're beautiful. Like let the gray come gray out. Is, ooh, you ever and seen I keep a, trying to tell her like either a salt you, and pepper, a salt yes. and pepper, old <laughs> black lady with a shortcut. Right. Girl, I need a, are we trying mm-hmm. to tell her, yes. like, yes, auntie, let come it, on. Let so it ride. She still dyed her hair. I love a weave. I love a good unit. Okay. <laughs> the unit. Maybe units be on yes, point. Yes, a unit. Um, I have, I have nice a nice grade of hair. I have a pretty long hair. I just choose not to wear it. I work out. I sweat. Like I said, I'm not relaxed. So it's going to sweat out, and I don't have time for that. So for me to just throw on a unit, do what I need to do, and going by my way is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. So do you guys feel that a woman who like adds hair, maybe a unit, or I know I kind of, I guess you just dispelled some of this, or even wears a relaxer, do you feel like that's, that woman's insecure? Or I don't think so. I, Me personally, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself. I don't think I'm insecure because I wear weave. I feel like natural women, and maybe not you guys, but I feel like natural women that wear their natural hair out, I feel like they kind of look down upon or mm-hmm. like hmm, she got a weave like i don't you know i don't have to wear a weave it's not sad but i, I kind of feel that feel energy that. towards the natural community like i think that is <laughs> that is in the natural community a bit and i don't think it's everyone and i think that's something that also there needs to be some healing around that i think a lot about providing a woman a choice yeah to explore herself Absolutely. i got i got units I'll throw some Ooh, hair up. I'll throw some. I'll stitch some hair up in here in you a, did in say a quickness. The other day, I'll stitch some hair up in here. But I think it's all about exploration. I think my, you know, when it comes to beauty, if you ask Solity what she believes, I believe that a woman should be able to explore. Mm-hmm. I believe you should wear the wrong makeup. Right. Wear that red lip. Wipe it off. Put your Carmax on. Right. I believe that you should try green hair, blonde hair, brown hair. See what what you're what, comfortable, you're comfortable in. Yeah. See what you're not comfortable in. Because I think a lot of times, because we're growing up with so many of these messages in our ear, we don't even try. Mm-hmm. Like people say, I don't wear I don't wear lipstick. I ain't never tried it on before. You know, like you, right. you just don't try. And I think. To me, that's the beauty of the of the essence of being a woman. There's so many options. We are women, and we're allowed to change our mind. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Straight Say up. you go natural. I've gone. I I did a big chop, and then I got a relaxer, and then I went and got locks, and then I cut my locks off. Like I embrace every every part of the, my journey has been helpful in me learning to celebrate and love who I am. Right. And even the times when I didn't like who I was and I was running and I was putting that weave in because I felt like my hair was too short, I appreciate those moments too mm-hmm. because yeah. I needed to work through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a, it, you grew from it. So. Yeah, I needed to have my big earrings and my little 
little fro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed to do that. I love big earrings. I have to keep big earrings big with this boob. bald head. I'll be feeling like a little boy running around here sometimes with this fade <laughs> <laughs> no earrings. That's true. No, I, I have moments where I'd be like, man, I feel a little masculine. <laughs> yes. But I embrace it. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. go out and take masks out the house. Mm-hmm. But it's hard some days. Like, I don't think it's fair for me to feel like, okay, I got, it's not, it's not easy every day. There's mm-hmm. some days where I'm like, damn, like, Want a little extra, a little right. swoop on the side, <laughs> a little ponytail. I know. I wanted to put my hair in a bun. I I haven't had a bun in like a year, but I just had the urge the other day to put my hair in a bun. I'm like, it's gonna be a long time before I can do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but it's is. like it's all a part of the the journey. I know. I remember when I got locks. It's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. Is I learned to really love myself through that process because there are some stages you go through. Mm-hmm. All my lock sisters and brothers, y'all know. Um, but it really helped me be still mm-hmm. and say, you know what. You might not even think you cute right now, but you're okay. Right. Not even to lie to myself, say, you cute. Well, I don't feel cute, damn it. But I'm I recently okay. said that when I just got my braces, like, I feel like a ugly Girl. duckling. Do I really mean that? No. I she knows she, she flawed. I'm still cute with my braces, <laughs> and I'm going to embrace it. So Can't wait to I'm going to have straight teeth. <laughs> I know I just got my. We we all went through our brain journey. Yeah, I was insecure about my teeth for a while before. Um, I had a gap, a front gap, and I just I'm about to get my braces off in November. I'm so I'm about to throw a goddamn party. I'm so tired of these braces. But um, yeah, I was insecure about my teeth for a while. My everybody in my family, it's like I don't know if it's generation. I don't know. I feel like my daddy passed it down to me. A hereditary thing. Yeah, but I hated my front gap. I was very insecure about my smile. One thing that I will not do often is go outside without my lashes on i'm oh. starting these to little bald head eyes <laughs> will not be caught without lashes oh yeah. my god! girl gosh. we need to go somewhere without your lashes girl we are not at like housewives okay we would not be snatching off lashes up over here right. how you feel about no. your lashes it's how i feel about my eyebrows these little patchy things right here <laughs> gotta stay with a pencil in my purse i cannot go out the house with no eyebrows <laughs> That's so, it's so, always so interesting to me. Like, we all have our thing. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what it is, we all have our thing. And, and probably ain't nobody even paying attention no, to the thing. No, when nobody even noticed. We're probably. so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And the way we view ourselves is definitely not how the outside world views us. One like. of my closest friends, we were just in L.A. And um, I was taking forever to get ready one time. And I was telling her, like, I have to do this. I have to put my spanks on. I got to gotta suck it and tuck it and do all this stuff. And she was like, if a man is, in, is out looking at your side roll, you don't need to talk to him no way. Exactly. He can't worry about other things. He's here. And you know. <laughs> right. Girl, we not doing that. DeSola is not prescribing to that comment. <laughs> he may still be heterosexual. But um, I think, though, I do really think that it's important that we know what those things are. So, like, if it's your eyelashes, if it's your eyebrows, mm-hmm. I think whether you're deciding to fill them in or, or not, it's important to know what those things are. For sure. Definitely. Be aware of what... I feel like you should be aware of your flaws, like Mimi said, so, like, nobody can use that against you. Can you can't come to me and tell me I got patchy eyebrows, because I know, and I they got... They patchy, <laughs> but they're here, right? right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they might not be filled in. So what? <laughs> so what? So what's your guys' favorite feature on your bodies? Um... My favorite feature? I, I'm loving everything about me right oh now. God. I don't That's know. Right. Come on. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, say amen. <laughs> I got to pick this one. Just pick know. one for us, though. My favorite feature would definitely have to be... I don't know, 
y'all. I really, y'all gonna just come back to me. I'm sorry. Mine is my cheekbone. Mine too. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> that, but uh, my smile and when I smile and my yeah. face just lights up. Can't smile too hard. I have chinky eyes, and my eyes gonna be closed. That's what so that's why I can't be caught without lashes because that's what happened at the photo shoot we did. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember that? BB's eyes wasn't open. <laughs> I smile too hard, and I I laugh and I smile for real. So you know, Watch yeah, I think my, my my cheekbones and my height. If it'll be another thing, you yeah yeah. But I'm, my I, height was a struggle for me. I always felt like I was towering over every. I'm five seven. Girl, but I always felt like <laughs> I'm serious, especially like I struggled this for like until I was like twenty one, twenty two. Like I would not even look at a pair of heels. I'm like, if I put on heels, ain't no man gonna be able to uh, step through. They're gonna be at my chest. I felt really insecure about my height for a long time. That's per- well, I, I guess I did as a young person um i love my height i like high heels when i wear them i made sure my man was good and tall so when i put on those heels you still taller than me Uh, (laughs) i wanted to be taller i wanted to keep growing i was so upset i'm about five seven and a half five Mm -hmm. eight and um yeah um with it now yeah I'm six foot. I've never, I've been this high since I was 12 years old. I didn't even realize that you were that tall. Yeah, I just, I don't think about it often anymore. Like, usually people come up to me. You know what's always, like, this is the annoying. You want to talk about a pet peeve is when a man comes to you like, do you play, do you play basketball? You who? Or, or, (laughs) get out of my face. Like, you know, that's not an insecurity of mine, but it's just like, the assumption that you got to be a basketball player. Or just like, why do you need to know my height if you know I'm tall as hell? Right. It's just a pickup line. It's just a way to try to start a conversation. It's a very bad one. But I think, you know, my height is something that I don't ever remember wanting to be shorter. You'd have to ask people around me. Like, I don't don't remember having that moment. I always wanted to find. I think the hardest part about me being tall is that I'm also curvy. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes. That's that's the hardest. Not when it comes to, like, finding clothes that actually fit. Right. Because nobody is really marketing to the tall, curvy woman that has a small waist. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm plus size on my bottom, but I'm not plus size on my top. Mm. And I'm also six feet tall. So like who it's hard to find those different pieces so that I find really make. Jeans, I don't wear y'all when have y'all ever seen me in Never jeans? seen you in a jean now that you mm. mentioned. Just because I have to work with what's available to me and you know that was I think that was hard in some points is that I also weigh a lot more than people think I do. Mm. Uh and so I think coming to terms where I can't value myself based off of the scale set. Most of my life, I've been between 185 and 200 pounds. Oh, that's and good. most people will think like I'm like 165 or something like mm, around yeah. that. But I think sometimes it took me a lot to say like, you might be 200 pounds and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like that's not anything that you can hold against I don't even pay attention to scales. I don't yourself. own a scale. When I go to my sister's, I'll set, um, step on the scale. But I base everything on how my clothes fit. Mm-hmm. And like I said, how I feel. If I feel myself... Getting out of breath. Okay, mm-hmm. we need to tighten up on the little workouts it's again. Okay. I'm about one one seventy five, one eighty on a good day. So, <laughs> so you know, it's all how I, I feel. Um, I struggle with my weight all of my life, and that's probably one of my biggest insecurities. Is like I'm still very much in like a place where I'm not like completely comfortable with myself, and um, I've recently lost like seventy five pounds. I still got, you know, I'm gonna try to hit the hundred pound mark. So I'm trying to get down a hundred pounds, but I am very much like 
You're trying to get down to 100 pounds? No, I'm trying to girl, get down to 100 pounds. Girl, I was like, oh, oh my God. No, girl. girl I still got like 25 pounds. No, no, Do no. not fade away. But, um, yeah, no, I weigh myself daily, and I'm trying to get out of that. And like you said, it's more. it should be more about, like, it should be more about how I feel. I feel great. This is the best I've felt, like, in my whole adult life. That's but dope. I still need to be validated by that number because I've always tracked that number. That's how I, I've always looked at my weight to be like I've always stepped on the scale and that determines like how I feel about myself and even though I'm like in a place where I'm much healthier I mm. still look at the scale and be like damn I'm not doing enough or mm. I, I need to hit the gym twice a day or whatever like it's still very much a mental thing for me to break out of like that scale slave I, mean, I don't know it's I'm still very much obsessed with the scale and so have you guys ever like tried the different, I think, popular things to, to change your body, like you know, the flat tummy tea. I tried all of it. <laughs> going it on a diet, mm, all of it. No diet, like you said, it is no such thing as a diet. I permanently eat like, and going forward, I can't imagine going back to the way I used to eat. Like I had to get a grip on my portion control, and I just have to be more mindful of what I eat. And so diets don't work. I've tried every fad diet. I've tried every cleanse that you can think of, mm-hmm. the uh, master cleanse, eliminate diet, or whatever. Yeah. Um, waist trainers, they don't do. I guess they didn't. They weren't working for me because I wasn't working out and eating good. But that might be something I might revisit. But I've tried diet pills, everything. I don't believe in diets. I believe in cutting out certain things. Like when I first got married, I gained like twenty pounds because I was eating what my husband was eating. He was eating chips and dip and In and Out burgers, and I couldn't do that, so I blew up. I didn't feel good about myself at that point. So I just started, you know, not eating so much beef, not eating so much pork, not eating chips and those carbohydrates. And I love a good salad. So just making those um, those lifestyle changes and just switching up my my entire diet, not just dieting. Mm-hmm. Um, I never did like a flat tummy tea. I always thought it was like a, it oh. clean, cleans you out. And I'm pretty regular. So... <laughs> She said I that mean, wasn't needed over here. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't feel the need to do that. Um, I do have a, a waistband that I work out with, so it allows me to to sweat around, you know, mm-hmm. the midsection. That right there is like one of the parts that I'm the least comfortable with on my body, but I deal with it. It's my midsection, but um, yeah. How do you guys celebrate your body? If you celebrate, do you guys feel like you celebrate your body? I feel like body celebration is so crucial. Like, how do it you celebrate? So... How, like, can you break that down? I mean, down I for show us? off now. Every oh, time show you off see me, I got a crop top on. Have y'all seen me this summer yeah, without a crop top? Yeah, I, I haven't seen Nathia without a crop top. I, now that you mention it, no, I have not. Crop tops. I think there are ways. So there are some ways where people are like through movement, through dancing, through just really like telling you, just tell in the mirror, telling yourself. Like, is there a way that you really boost yourself? your body up because I think there's a lot of ways that we can talk negatively about our bodies like oh this is my problem area this the you know I'm working mm-hmm. on this area but where's the conversation around what we're doing to celebrate what we have because I know sometimes I really got to stop and just celebrate my butt <laughs> give it up for the I booty do, one time give it because it's, you know and, and nothing against you know those who have a different like I, I like the way my butt is shaped I like the way I but right. it, and it took me and the reason why I celebrated I'm sure your man loves it too me, oh, 
species. Sorry. <laughs> you know I had to the go there. The reason why it t- I celebrate is because it took me long to get there. I used to be very ashamed of my body. I have a very curvaceous body. Yeah. And at 12 and 14, I was not comfortable like mm-hmm. that. I told you, I've been the same size since I was 12 years old. Wow. So that was very hard for me to be able to feel like I should be wearing fitted clothes because there was attention. I'm also a person that doesn't like that type of attention. Right. So I will wear very baggy clothes. I'll try to... People, my best friend will always tell me, like, I don't know why you over here trying to hide your but we can still see it. Right. <laughs> but that that's something I've had to, it happened moving to Vegas helped me do that. And even though the city is crazy, I really appreciate the city because of that. Because I see people with their rolls out, with their cellulite, and we all out here just wearing what we wearing. Right. And I right. might have some, you that might have some unhealthy shit to it. Right. But one thing that I've learned is if I, if I like it, I'm going to wear it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be crying over the back roll, the side roll. And sometimes I still have my moments, but really wearing tight fitted clothes is a celebration for me mm-hmm. because that's not a space I was in before. Yeah. Even when I was heavier, I would say I always wore like fitted kind of clothes. Not like nothing short or nothing, but I never was, like I had friends who were heavier too that would wear like sweatshirts in the summertime to cover their arms. I never had insecurities to that point. Mm-hmm. But I will say that um, I was a little self-conscious, like you said, being curvy. I'm hippie and I got hip thighs and ass. Like that's, I feel like even like as a teenager, I've always had that. Right, (laughs) she got (laughs) dull. So even as a teenager, it was like weird for me. I remember in high school being called Big Bird because you know Big Bird's heavy on the bottom. Yeah, got a little. Ooh, that's a. Ooh, they was clever with that. (laughs) But it just like made me have like a little complex because I I, they didn't say it in like a endearing way. Oh no, that's not endearing. Yeah, no. So I had a little complex about my shape. I mean, I I mean, if you put it in those terms, I guess I celebrate. All the time, I'm, I'm all, all time. I'm always a twerking a little more. Yeah, I'm always and dancing and doing something, and you know, twerk team, <laughs> twerk team. <laughs> so I guess let's let's let's. So what is the message that you would send to a young queen about her body, her beauty? Like, what's that? You, know, I think we've talked about a lot today in terms of you know, kind of where we've been, the messages that we've heard, but like. Now we have this space on our podcast and our mm-hmm. relationships and, you know, in our space in the world. So what is what are those messages that you would send out to a young queen? Embrace yourself and just embrace everything about you, even if no one else is doing that. Just love you. Celebrate find you. that find that self love. I know it's it's easier said than done, but you really got to go to an internal place within yourself and just. Just love you, regardless of your flaws, your shortcomings. Just what you see on Instagram. Yeah, you you, don't feed into none of that. Just you know, just keep yourself grounded and just love you. Just I love all of you. Too. I, I would definitely say that. I have a young niece. She's thirteen, and I feel like she's being really influenced now by like what she sees on Instagram, and it scares me because I'm like, mm. well, one, like I said, me growing up with insecurities about my curves and my body and stuff. I just don't want her to feel like. She's not beautiful because she doesn't look like those Instagram models. Yeah, like none of so us I'm look like that. Into her head now, like, and then even as an adult, I would just say, do it, do it for you, because like a lot of times now that we're older, we do it for our man, or we let yeah. me go hit the gym because I want my man to think I want mm-hmm. me to keep, you know, just like you do it for everybody else, so I can go out and stun on these bitches with my small waist or whatever. Wait, no, yeah. like I need to do this for me because yeah. I feel more comfortable when I go out and or just being seen like in this shape than rather than how I felt before by myself. So I'm doing it for me now. 
not doing it because I'm out here trying to date, look for no man. I'm out uh, here. I don't say a man. <laughs> That's what I'm talking do about. Do it for yourself. You. Yes. These men don't know this. They look through me. They don't and if care. they do, that's cool. If they don't, no, that's I'm cool. Still... I don't know if y'all seen my Instagram profile pic of the the girl. Yeah. And it's not to be funny or anything. Like, she's confident. And her, I think that's fucking dope. Like, you can take a selfie and embrace yourself and everything that the world is telling you was wrong with you. Like, I love that. Like, yeah. do you, boo. If you think you're the shit, you're the shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think right. my message was just to continue to dare to be different. Like, that's something. Difference is something that I've had to embrace. I've always kind of stood out uh, no matter what, even if I'm not trying to. So I think to encourage a young queen, king, royalty, whatever we're encouraging uh, or whomever we're encouraging, uh, I think it's important to really know your differences and embrace them because my differences help me stand out in my job. My differences help me stand out in my social setting. And if I were to shrink into my differences, I wouldn't be as successful as I would. I am. I wouldn't be as happy as I am. And I wouldn't know that I have the great relationships that I have because I'd be too busy worried about those things rather than just embracing that. I'm going to show up as me Mm -hmm. every day. And sometimes that's going to be harder than it was the day before. But my commitment to myself is to show up and to, to feel what I feel if I don't feel great to embrace that and when I do feel great to embrace that too and also to um, be careful of the, the power of the tongue mm-hmm. I think that would I would encourage is that being young right now I think being young when we were younger was was crazy but being young right now when you have all this Instagram and I'm seeing 14 year old girls look so different than I looked when I was 14 mm-hmm. years old be careful of how you speak of each other right. because it, it, it really is. There's things that I, that have been said to me that I remember, whether I allow them to be on the forefront of how I feel about myself, I remember them. And that's hurtful, just the fact that I remember them. Mm-hmm. And so anything that I can do to encourage you to just be careful of how you speak of others and understand that everybody is in a different space, in a different place with their journey of loving themselves and loving their lives. So mm-hmm. um, that that would be my, my piece here. Um, so I think we'll, we should... Uh, Go ahead and, and wrap up our conversation. Do you guys have anything else that we think is important that we should highlight about beauty? And We're leaving them with some homework today. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know. You know so <laughs> some homework. got the homework. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I want us to do this, too. So what I want you guys to do is grab a pack of sticky notes, grab a pack of little note cards, and write down about three to five beauty and body positive affirmations. Uh, stick it on your walls, your doors, and practice saying them out loud every morning and every evening. Again, we talked about the power of speech. So it's not only good to see it, but to say it, to have those affirmations in your presence, where it's at your desk, wherever it is, because the more we insert positive messages, the less room there are for those negative me- messages to dwell. So mm-hmm. um, blossom, y'all. We want to hear about what affirmations you're posting. Please post them on our Facebook page, comment, share and like. Um, but yeah, Think about think about those think about your flaws too. Think about those things that you're not happy with and, and how you're how you're treating yourself. How are you celebrating Spin yourself? Spin those flaws. Certainly. Spin them. Thank you for tuning in to Three Queens and Things. Stay tuned for our next episode. Don't forget to head over to our Facebook page, like our page, join the conversation. Let us know what insecurities you guys might have had, how you dealt with those, how you overcome those challenges, and just talk to us. Thank you, y'all. Thank you.